Today on Locked on Buckeyes, we dive into how Michigan Stealing Signs impacts the Buckeyes battle with the Wolverines on November 25th and a four-star linebacker put Ohio State in his top 12. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked On Buckeyes, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Thursday, October 26th in the year 2023, and I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day during today's episode we welcome back to the show locked on's recruiting analyst mr brian smith brian and i dive into how michigan stealing signs impacts ohio state's game against michigan on november 25th and a four-star linebacker in the class of 2025 put ohio state in his top 12 riley petty john is a talented linebacker and you'll love what Brian has to say about this talented young man that is considering playing football at the Ohio State University. And as we welcome in Brian Smith, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official Locked On recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply normally when brian is here this is not going to be a different thing today well it is for part of this conversation normally when brian is here it's recruiting from the beginning to the end a little opinion sprinkled in about ohio state and how they're playing this season today's show is different we're not opening up with recruiting we're opening up with what's going on in Ann Arbor because, Brian, as we keep going, like as the days keep going and Monday goes into Tuesday and Tuesday into Wednesday and so on and so forth, it seems like, it seems like there's more news coming out every single day about what's going on, the sign stealing, how long it's been going on, the extreme measures they went to to um, steal signs, how much money. I would love to know that. How much money did they spend just to get this actually um, put together and for it to be um, so well thought out at times as well. Brian, this Michigan science stealing stuff is odd. And I know for you, you covered football for a long time. I don't know if you've ever heard of something like this in college football since you've covered the sport. It's not something that's been publicized, but I guarantee you that this is not a news flash to the people in the industry. The -the off-the-record conversations I have in recruiting parallel this. Everybody cheats in some way, shape, or form in recruiting. And it's funny because, like, I was on the Michigan board last night. I want to forget which one. And they're convinced that the guy – and this is no BS – that they're convinced that he was there just going to games, selling tickets, this and that. Like, really? Because fans stands – it's short for fanatic. Yes. They can't do it. They can't. They can't. They can't admit it. They can't do it. They could see the footage. He could write it. I cheated, and they couldn't believe it. And if it was flipped and it was Ohio State, yeah, the Ohio State fans would do the same thing. But if you go to the two boards, it's like you're in two different universes. So I've stopped paying attention or caring what either fan base thinks, and I just looked at it myself. And I wrote an opinion piece about this. I'm like, look, 
it doesn't look very good. And it's probable that Harbaugh knew. I mean, he's a control freak. He should be suspended in some capacity, but the NCAA is at a really hard spot because Michigan's conservatively one of the two best teams in the country right now. Yeah. I don't care if you're an Ohio State fan, that program rolling. Yeah. And it's just execution and all that, sign stealing or not. They're blocking guys and moving them out of the way. Up, up front, they are the most dominant team in college football. And it's it's interesting. Do you suspend him? How did, how would you do it, even if he admitted? Which he, again, Harbaugh is a very stubborn man. He's not going to admit to any. It's just zero chance. Zero. And if you tick him off, you're going to end up screwing the Big Ten long term because Harbaugh is going to go to the NFL. Now, Ohio State fans will like that. <laughs> but because he's beat him the last two years. He, I love Ryan Day. He's not as good as Jim Harbaugh. He's just not. That's why they beat him the last two years. So this is really awkward on numerous fronts. But at the end of the day, everybody's cheating in something. If you're bitching about Harbaugh and Michigan cheating in this, which most fans don't like the guy, he's annoying. I get it. Does your program cheat? The answer is yes. Are you bitching about your program? No. So you're a hypocrite. So I don't care. But at the same time, yeah. It, how would you not with all the information, if you weren't a biased person, think, okay, there's obviously something nefarious here. I mean, that part of with the like when I was on the Michigan board, I was physically laughing out loud. Yeah. At some of the responses on the board. So like, this is just comedy at its finest, but that's what fan is, man. It's short for fanatic. Let me go back to a statement you just made. And this is going to be for a show that Brian and I do down the road, maybe comparing Harbaugh and Ryan day. You just made a statement that Jim Harbaugh is a better coach than Ryan day. Probably ticked off a lot of Ohio state fans. Why do you believe that? It's pretty obvious because last year's game, let's use it for an example. Mm -hmm. Ohio State out recruits Michigan conservatively three out of four years. Yeah. Not by like an enormous margin, but especially like a receiver. I mean, it's comical. And at the same time, Michigan went into the shoe and pushed them around, ran their offense generic as all get out. 1982 Bo Schembechler (laughs) offense and smoked Ohio State. Yeah. That is execution. I don't care if he knew the play calls. They just flat moved Ohio State out of the way. And then on play action, my dead grandmother could have connected on some of those as bad as Ohio State's back end played. But they were just diving to the box. They got beat up so bad up front, and that's execution and coaching. How else would you openly and admittedly, if you're not biased, Ohio State fans can't be in this conversation. Look at this. I don't care how much you hate Harbaugh. And I am not a big fan of his personality. I'm being right. ultra kind. Yeah. But the guy can coach. And he's he's put together the biggest key for Jim, and this is for any program. It's not what Jim does. It's the people right under him that he hires mm-hmm. that fits his belief, and it works together cohesively. Coordinator, coordinator. Do they fit together everything you're doing to make it a team? Football is the ultimate team sport. Shin Backwards talked about it. Woody talked about it. Of course, Bo learned under Woody, et cetera. That's all this is. And he's doing it better than anybody right now because he doesn't have quite the same talent that Ohio State or Georgia does at like certain spots. But they're still beating the bejesus out of everybody. If you, if you need evidence, call anybody in the greater East Lansing area. I mean, it was 49 to nothing. It could have been worse. Yes. So, I mean – I think Day's a really good coach, but he's not as good as Harbaugh. I I grew a greater appreciation for Harbaugh when he was at Stanford because oh, I realized at that program what he was doing was not normal, and it wasn't just having Andrew Luck. 
him at Stanford, him in the 49ers. I'm like, oh, so you can you could do this in college. You can also do this in the NFL, which, yes, the NFL, you have greater talent, but the, the margin, the gap between um, the talent pool in, in the NFL is not as great as it is in college football. And you're at Stanford. Yeah. Like, you're not even the best school in your entire state or even conference, and he was able to do amazing things with that school. So that's when I got to earn a great appreciation for Harbaugh, the coach. I'm with you. Personality-wise, not a guy. Not not a fan of that at all. But when it comes to football coaching and the longevity of it, that's one thing Ryan Day does not have. I think down the road he might be able to learn how to have longevity coaching defense and overall team success. But, man, like Harbaugh as the tactician and the way he obsesses over his craft – I'm saying nice things about a guy that I don't normally say nice things about, but when it comes to the coach Harbaugh, he's done a really good job. Do you remember when Stanford defeated USC and Pete Carroll was still there? They were a 41 point underdog. Wow. I think that's the largest upset in the history of college football in the modern era, at least. Yeah. 41, if I remember. It's somebody out there will probably reply on your YouTube. No, it was 39 and a half. Who cares? It was ridiculous. <laughs> anything over, th- really, anything over like 21, it's insane. Yeah. But if it's 41, 39, 30, it doesn't matter. That's 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 stupid if for that to actually be right. the case. Yeah, insane. I mean, he, he kind of put an end to the Pete Carroll era. They weren't the same after that. Not that Pete can't coach. I mean, he's another goofy guy in a totally different direction. Some like him, some don't. But he's a great coach, and he just, they bludgeoned him that day. They they didn't have the talent. They made a couple of clutch throws. At the end, they hit like a fourth and 15 into the end zone on a 50-50 ball. You didn't know how that play was going to go, but to even be in the consideration to be in that play, that's coaching. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that Jim is probably a guy that will do anything to win to kind of get back on track here. But at the same time, two things. Number one, he's a miserable personality for a lot of people in terms of how they look at him perception in today's society in in any form of political juncture is huge and two he's at michigan so he's in a big spotlight so when they got caught or i don't know how it came about it's just a bigger star up above the sky so everything kind of aligned for this to be a disaster it's not good for college football the big 10 and Ohio State's getting drug under the rug because everybody's saying, oh, they're the ones that threw this information to the NCAA or whatever. Maybe they did, and I don't care. But they're going to get drugged down with it, too, in a way. It, it's just bad. So how do you fix it? I have no clue because I don't think you can. And to be honest, I, I've been wondering when Harbaugh was going to leave anyway. This might be his, like, you know what, screw you guys. He's going to flip everybody the double bird. And I, if he does – his leaving press conference or the first time he's interviewed afterwards. Oh man. It will oh, be must man. watch TV. <laughs> Cause you know, he does. He's a lot like Bo and Woody. He's not exactly the most politically correct guy. You know what you could, if you could just change their look, you would think he's Woody Hayes in a lot of ways. Yeah. How ironic is that? Because they're two opposite schools, but personality wise, they just aren't going to listen to other people. So it, it's, it's amazing how some things in football never change. They just they just really don't. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is a hilarious situation, man. It's hilarious. Brian seems like he's on a roll getting a little Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh conversation. We're going to get back to that Michigan sign-stealing conversation and what it might mean for the Wolverines battle with the Buckeyes later on this season. That's coming at you next on Locked on Buckeyes. 
This episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked one college and use code locked one college for your first deposit match up to $100. Once again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked one college and use code locked one college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's free and easy to create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Once you create your job post, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that your hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Brian, there was an Ohio State photographer, writer that pulled out some pictures from last year's game between the Buckeyes and Wolverines. And there was a sheet, a laminated sheet that looked like there were, it was a person doing motions and movements that didn't look like it was a normal piece of paper or document that you have on the sidelines. And I say that as someone that does not know what's on sidelines. It just doesn't look like normal from what we see on television, from what they show us, which is very minimal from what actually goes on on a football sidelines on a Saturday afternoon or evening. But this year's game might add, might have a little bit bigger buzz than normal. These are still two good football. Ohio State's undefeated. Offensively, it's a whole other conversation. We're going to have to have Brian back on next week to dive into the Buckeyes' offensive issues and woes and problems there. But still, we're literally setting ourselves up to possibly. I don't, I don't know if they're going to move Georgia out of the top spot, but we could be in a situation where the CFP says Michigan's one, Ohio State's two. These are the best two teams in the country, 11-0, 11-0, going into that game Thanksgiving weekend. Even if it's not, this game has added buzz. How does this Michigan sign-stealing fiasco impact that game Thanksgiving weekend? How could it not? I think if, you know, they're going to have to ask Ryan Day, like ESPN, Fox, and every network, he's in an awkward spot. What do you want him to say right before the big game? But they have to interview him. I mean, yeah. every it's taken away his time. It's the same thing with Jim. You know, he and Jim is the worst coach in America with the media, dead last. He doesn't answer anything, doesn't allow anything into practice and all that. It's going to make him angry because everybody's going to be trying to talk to his players off the record, yeah. uh, students, everything else. It is a humongous distraction for Ohio State and Michigan. How each team handles it, 
and and there's no precedent for this. I mean, we've never seen anything like this in our lifetime. So these kids don't know how to handle it. That's random. There's going to be some kid that it's going to bother him. And if it's yeah. like the Ohio State quarterback, like it's McCord, if it bothers him, I mean, he might throw three picks. It had nothing to do with it. He's just nervous. How do you project that? You know what I mean? Like if you think somebody's trying to steal your signs, every time you go up behind center, it's, it's going to be, I don't care what he says. Yeah. It's in I your mean, head. How, how, how would it not? You know, he's a human being. Okay. They're stealing our signs. I don't want to look like an idiot because I've got an obvious option over here with Marvin, but they jump the route every day. Like, you know, it's going to play with your head. I, I think it's a disaster in that too. And it goes both ways. Yeah. So, because Ohio state is obviously, they don't, I, I'm, I'm quite sure based on what I've read, Ohio state doesn't trust Michigan. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. They're going to change up their signs and stuff. Okay, great. But are you going to be able to do everything to make your players feel comfortable? Yeah. I'm doubting that. I, I just am. So, by the way, changing your signs at the end of the season, horrific time management. Oh, my. <laughs> I oh can't even my. imagine because they run traditional. I know this year is a little different. McCord's a first-year starter for the Bucks, But you you practice all that in the spring and the summer, months. You can't do it in a week. Mm-mm. You can only do so many, realistically, because if you have a sign that you've used all year and you change it, and whether it's the receiver, the offensive tackle, the tight end, if any of them goof, the ball goes the other way. So you, it's limited. I mean, this is just disaster written. And same thing with Michigan. You know, they, they don't know which ones Ohio State would switch. The only good thing about that is maybe we would just have some normal football, <laughs> which I'm all for at this point. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So there's one thing you talk about with the players having to have an added distraction to them. We recently saw, who was it? Marvin Harrison Jr. on the Pat McAfee show last Friday. His show was live on um, in Columbus before game day was live in Columbus the next day. And that's just one player. And you talk about McCord, but think about a guy, let's just say you're a backup receiver, you're in rotation, but all of a sudden you're wondering, if I make one mistake, is it my mistake or are they reading what we're doing? Do they know our signs? Like these are not, not just Marvin Harrison Jr. or McCord. This goes for the guys on defense, the guys on offense. Think about that guy at Ohio State who's a grad assistant who's simply trying to work his way up the ladder. But also he is wondering, man, is this one mistake? Like if I t- tell the coach the wrong thing here, if I uh, analyze this film and it's, and it's wrong or everybody is impacted, just in their mentals, not even like on the football field and how you play, but just in their mentals and how they're preparing. This isn't a good look. And you mentioned trying to change your signs midseason. I've been around teams that have tried to, like back when I played high school football, tried to change things in the week or try to change your signs, your offensive line calls so the other team doesn't know them. It, and this was high school. Like we didn't have near as many as much time practicing as college players do. This is you. It, it was so difficult to to make that actually make that happen. Then college athletes have more time practicing than those do it than you do in high school. But still, you're a few weeks away from that game. If you're trying to change signs now, you might have some of the same issues offensively. You might have some defensively because some of the changes, alterations you're trying to make, you, you don't have enough time to make those changes. 
this isn't a good look. I don't know who leaked this information. Maybe, it, like, I don't think it was Michigan, but maybe it was an Ohio State hater or uh, a hater of whatever, a hater of whatever. This is could be bad for Ohio State. And not saying just in that game against Michigan, but prior to that, when you think you're supposed to be in midseason form and fixing things, but you're still having the same issues, I go back to the offense because that side of the ball continues to annoy me because they just can't get things right. Here's the deal. This is going to weigh on them off the field for practice, et cetera. And I don't even know the Bucks' schedule down the stretch before they play in Ann Arbor, but it's going to be a problem in some capacity between now and that game. Yeah. Okay. And to go back to how hard it is to change signals in the 1980s and nineties, the NFL was completely West coast offense dominant. Yeah. There's an old play from one of the Niners versus Packers games that they got Brett Favre, who's obviously a big personality to talk about it. And at the end of the game, because both teams literally used the same offensive signals, literally. And he said, like, look, when I called an audible, they knew what it was. Yeah. Before play in the red zone, he told his, I forget which guy it was, I'm going to call X, whatever it is. I'm going to make sure they hear it, but we're not going to run that. He didn't even yeah. tell the head coach. And then they ran something else. And sure enough, the DB broke before and they scored because they did something different. Yeah. Signs matter. Yes. Everybody tries to copy and understand what the other team signs are. This is not a new thing. Yes. It's just so hard. The point is, in the NFL, you get conservatively twice as much time to practice and work because your whole job is football. You don't go class. And when Holmgren went from the Niners as the coordinator to the Packers as the head coach, he still didn't change it. That's how hard it is. So what do you think in the middle of the season with college kids with less time, Ryan's going to do? You know, this this is going to weigh on them for a long time. It's very awkward. And you know what? I would bet you money there will be somebody write a book about this in 10, 15 years. Day might get quoted in it. He might even write about it in his own memoir book about being a coach at Ohio State 20 years from now. This is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in college football. It is. Some of you may have been wondering when the recruiting conversation would start with Brian. It's coming at you next year on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Once again, visit FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This episode is also brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. And did you know, Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Ohasen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, San LaGriddle. That could very well be the last grill you own. The perfect gift for any occasion 
is in stock at Billiards Plus. Go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table, or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus, visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Brian, I really enjoy the conversations we have had, just not the recruiting stuff, but more football and just current um, current events going on in the sport. There was recently a really talented linebacker in the class of 2025, Riley Pettyjohn, who put Ohio State in his top 12. And I had to look at this because I thought Pettyjohn was like, Petty was his first name, John was his last name. No, but Pettyjohn is a smash, and that's those two make up his last name. This young man, out of Texas, another Texas linebacker that they're all talented down there uh, in that big old state down there in the South. What can you tell us about this young man? Well, number one, he's about as versatile as it gets. Yeah. He plays in the Dallas Metroplex in McKinney. It's on the north side of Dallas. Tons of money. Uh, they got facilities like a major college program, literally. And he looks to part. He's 6'1", 6'2", 200 pounds. Looks like a track athlete, but he's playing on the edge, blitzing. He can cover. He can do some of the basic things of a traditional linebacker from 1980. But at the same time, this kid gets downhill and in a hurry. He fits what the silver bullets are supposed to look like. So Ohio State and everybody under the sun have offered. I went through his offer list. It's probably at 40 already. Yeah. And he's just getting into his junior year. So that pretty well tells you where he's at. Being in Dallas helps. But, I mean, it's broad. All the SEC, Big Ten, you know, SC, Notre Dame, everybody's offered this kid. So the question is always the same for me with these juniors. It's not what you say, it's what you do. Where does he visit down the stretch, if anywhere, and where does he go for his unofficial visits this spring? This is a kid today, and the Bucs are, I mean, they'd be stupid not to need to recruit because he can change your defense in so many ways. He, he fits the spread defenses that you got to play now, like three, three, five stack, mm -hmm. different things. You can use him in multiple roles. If you don't have multiple linebackers in today's game, you go up against one of those teams that runs a fast paced offense. Yeah, that doesn't end well. That's when one of your linebackers, it's a traditional linebacker ends up in man coverage against the slot. How does that turn out? So <laughs> it's, You've got to have kids like this. And Petty John can fly, man. I love his film. One thing that I noticed with the top 12, and I also realized with the top 12, that is a now thing. There are other schools that have offered him that might down the road get a commitment, but this is where he is right now with his top 12. Ohio State, Michigan, they're right there in that mix. Florida, <laughs> okay, Florida yeah. State, um, Oklahoma, Texas, SMU and TCU. And I didn't, when I first saw this, I said, oh, it makes sense. He's in Texas. Like, and I, it makes sense for you to go for the schools that are actually in your local area of where you play now. So um makes sense that they're in the top 12, but LSU, Auburn, the list of offers is ex extensive. Ohio State offered them on September 14th of this season. That Colorado thing is going to stick out to me like a sore thumb because Deion Sanders is going to find a way to get elite guys on defense. Because the defense right now, Colorado, we knew before the season it was going to be a struggle. We see now it's not the best. Dion's going to try and do everything he can to get this young man to come from Texas to Boulder, Colorado. Not only is he from Texas, but where he lives is right down the road from where Dion lives, like mm. the Dallas area, north side. 
Dallas, North Dallas is where Dion and a bunch of people have lived forever. It's one of the best areas in the United States, statistically, financially, schools, whole nine yards. And of course he played for the Cowboys and he's yeah. still friends with, with Mr. Uh, Mr. Jones. So yeah, that's got a lot of pull. I would be surprised if Dion didn't get some Dallas kids over time just because he knows all those kids. Yeah. It, it's inevitable. And to that point, you're right. They need defensive help. Holy moly. Watching Colorado's defense. You know what? He, I'll give Dion credit. They've done what they can with what they have and mixing the roster like that is rough. But at the end of the day, if you look at the teams predominantly that are headed to the playoffs, Florida state's kind of the outlier. Everybody else has done it through homegrown talent. Uh, over half of Florida state starters, I believe are transfer portal. So put them aside. They figured it out and great for them, but that's the anomaly. Not, not the script that you should go for. I don't think Colorado is going to get there either. It, it's hard to recruit at, at University of Colorado, though, because there's not a lot of in-state talent. So Dallas, L.A., even in the McCartney era, that's where they recruited those kind of states. It's not going to change. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see now that the product's been on the field for Dion, yeah. how he battles against Ohio State, against Florida State, his alma mater, et cetera, because he's recruiting a bunch of kids where I live hard. And it's just random when they just kind of all of a sudden, uh, where are you going this week? Oh, Colorado. Oh, really? And it's just like, <laughs> where did that come from? Because it's a left field thing. And I usually have a pretty good pulse, especially with the Central Florida kids that I know living here. Man, it's it's different with him. So I, he's another form of an outlier. You just don't know about him. I really enjoy having Brian on the show. The conversation about Harbaugh and Day, conversation about Michigan sign stealing, how it impacts the Buckeyes and Wolverines game in the future, and also getting a little conversation about Riley Petty John as well. You can follow Brian on Twitter at FBScout underscore Florida. You can follow me on the same platform at JStevens07. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Wednesday. I'll see you next time. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.